Are you tired of hearing mental health from a superficial view and want to hear about realistic views? Well, you come to the right place, a space where healing is central, but also normalized. Your hosts, Donika and Myra, who are in the mental health field, will explore topics to help promote healing in your everyday life. Through our podcast, you will get the real and the work to focus on your healing. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. All right, so y'all, we are back with another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast, and we have um, Sierra here today, and so Sierra, me and Myra, we're going to start a little discussion, and we'll kind of add you in, just a random little discussion. So Myra, have you seen friendships in during a woman's pregnancy, and if so, why do you think this sometimes happens? Well, none of my friends have had a baby, so I don't really have any firsthand accounts of pregnancy. Um, so I'm going to flip the question and answer, have I seen friendships end during a relationship? Um, and so, yes, I have. Uh, I think about um, two friends. I don't want to have any descriptions, so I can't figure out who they are. But two friends who, one of the friends, she was like a ride or die for this guy, and he wasn't treating her too great. And my best friend, oh shit, oh well. My best friend was like, well, that's against my values, the way that he treats her. So it's gonna, the French was gonna have to come to an end. And I was like, because of your values? Like, what's happening? And then when she started to tell me, I was like, yeah. Um, so I have seen friendships in when friends are like trying to tell their friend that you shouldn't put yourself in certain situations. And the friend keeps doing it and it comes to a breaking point where it's like, I don't know what else to do. Well, I do that. No, I think that I would still stick around and still be that person. It's just like, I wouldn't say I told you, but I kind of like would push myself back a little bit and fall back and say like, Hey, I'm still here. But again, like I'm not going for like what's going on. Um, and I have seen that happen to other friendships too, where it's just like, I'm telling you like, you know, what you're putting yourself in isn't cool. And I can't continue to do this anymore because I can begin to take a toll on you and stress you out. So I have seen that. What about you, Danica? Um, yeah, in particular to this question, um, I mean, I think that I have I have a lot of friends who have children, but even looking on the outside in, I feel like I've even like heard just stories of like when women get pregnant, like a lot of their relationships just changing and sometimes mm-hmm. ending. Yeah. Um, and so I've seen a lot of them though. Uh, and I think it's some of the things you're talking about. I mean, the morals and values of people change um, either when they're pregnant or even just the other person or their relationship not being able to survive like the changes and transitions that are happening because like, you know, inevitably like, people, you know, you're going to change. It's, it's, it's a change. It's a huge change. Um, and so I think it happens basically because of that. Like people's, people's thoughts change, the way they move change, the way the things they want to do changes, their thought process. And I think what I've seen is that the friendships, it's, it's like work. It's like any relationship. You have to put in that work as the changes happen. And sometimes it just feels like it's too much for the friendship where they kind of dip off. Like, and this could be the, the, the person who's pregnant or the friend who's not. Um, it could be either or typically the ones i've seen lately has been the ones that's not pregnant though that be like i ain't dealing with you because of whatever reason so oh my goodness i lie my me and my best friend are not best friends anymore because she had a baby 
Oh, see, see, well, I don't say it's because she had a baby. It's it because her focus became so much on the baby and nobody else. Like she kind of mm -hmm. was like, fuck everybody else. And mm -hmm. so for me, like, I feel like I went through so many things and I was like, yeah, this just ain't gonna work. Like, where is the like middle ground? Like I get like you have a child now and your focus mm -hmm. has shifted, but it was kind of just like, I don't even exist anymore. Like, why am I contacting you so much when I have all these things going on? Like there needs to be a mm -hmm. middle ground. I even told her like, there needs to be a middle ground. And she was like, yeah, I know. That was in like March. I have not heard from her since March. So yeah. So I forgot about that. <laughs> It's very real. It's very real. Sierra, what are your thoughts on this? Well, um, I think it's you made a good point, Danica, just about how different people handle different transitions um, and the focus shifting. So naturally, anytime something changes in your life, whether it's a new partner, a new job, you know, any of those things, there are going to be some changes. And realistically, some people handle the changes better than others, particularly with pregnancy and parenthood. It can be very consuming. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I say that because we tend to prepare for other things a lot more than we prepare for pregnancy and parenthood. So when it does happen, especially if it's not planned, it's almost like, oh, I got to do this, how to do that, you know, and it's, there's mm -hmm. this constant, like, go, 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 um, and uh, even when you do plan and prepare, there are just certain things you can't plan and, and prepare for, so um, I think it's a personality thing, you know, I think there are mm -hmm. some people who are like, okay, I know my mother, but I can't just do this 24-7, I need to spend time with my friends, I need to catch up with my girls, I need to, you know, kind of have some sort of balance, and there are other people who fully lean into, um, you know, motherhood. And I, I don't necessarily, it, it can be, it's not always a malicious thing. Um, it, it can be, obviously, that's a personality thing too. Um, but I think sometimes people do have babies and, and they do get very consumed because one is like, look at this little human that I have to protect and care for. Um, you know, and the other part of it is the a lot of the other things that are happening around you all of a sudden become less of a priority. And that does, unfortunately, at times, you know, it comes with a price. And so I, I think most people, once they get into the swing of things, once they get into a little bit of a routine, can better balance. But if we're being honest, some people don't want to. Some people are perfectly happy, like letting go of whatever their life looked like before and being like, I want to parent all the time. Like if I can hang out with my child all day long, then that's what I'm gonna do, you know? And so I, I think it's just, it's one of those inevitable things where change is going to happen. Um, it just depends on the person, the degree of that change. Absolutely. That was a nice little discussion to go ahead and start. Um, today, y'all, we have our guest, Sierra. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you. So Sierra is a birth and bereavement doula, as well as a hypno birthing childbirth educator serving the Atlanta area and beyond. A graduate of Clark Atlanta University, Sierra has a long history of supporting families. She went on to teach drama and dance abroad for four years prior to beginning her journey in birth work. Sierra created Moon Honey Doula Services to help families fulfill their birth vision and she is committed to providing service to anyone that wants it. Okay, Sierra. 
<laughs> Welcome. So can you tell us a little bit about you? I know we heard your bio, but about your journey to the creation of Moon Honey Doula? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, hey, everybody. So um, as stated, I'm Sierra. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, I think in, in general, I've always had um, a thing for pregnant belly, always, like even since I was very, very young. Um, and by the time I was four, I used to go around telling people I wanted to get to like deliver babies. Um, of course, you know, later down the line, I discovered other things that I liked more. Um, and I realized how much time was going to be spent in medical school in order for me to deliver those babies. And I was like, no, thank you. Um, so I, um, like I said, I, I kind of fell in love with performance. And so drama and dance became my focus. Um, and I've always worked with family. So I started babysitting very young. Um, my first nanny gig was at 18. And that was kind of like my way to um, uh, survive and, 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 you know, bring in an income while pursuing this, this lifestyle of performance. So um, while I was at CAU, I did major in theater arts. Um, I was on a dance team and I spent a lot of my time focused on performance. And at one point, I thought I wanted to be a full-time actor. Um, and then I got into the real world and I was like, I don't even think I enjoy going to auditions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so regardless of, of how passionate I was about performing, you know, it, it became less of a career path for me and more of a, this is something I enjoy doing, but I don't know that this is something I want to um, commit to doing, you know, and looking back, um, I'm sure there was a little bit of fear of failure, like tied into that, um, sort of, sort of thing. But I, again, working with families, working with kids, I did an internship where I was teaching drama and I was like, oh, I like this. I think this might be my jam. Um, and so I got a job overseas. I taught in China. I've taught in Kuwait, um, and it's been, it's been a beautiful journey. I've been able to travel, meet a bunch of different people. Um, I met my goal of going to 30 countries before I turned 30. Um, and somewhere in there, somebody said doula, and I was like, what's that? And right. I looked it up, and I was like, what? This is crazy. Like, you know, like when you, when you have an idea in your head, but then it actually, like, presents itself. Um, because I was looking at all kinds of stuff. I was like, well, maybe, maybe I'll be a baby nurse. Like, how can I work with these babies without being a doctor, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, so I figured out what a doula was and I figured out I could become a doula and I was like, oh, it's lit. So Moon Honey was created and that just comes from my belief that each and every parent, um, deserves to have that sort of honeymoon period with their baby. And mm -hmm. in order for them to have that period, First of all, we have to acknowledge that their, their bodies and their existence is important. Um, we have to ensure they get a certain quality of care, and we have to make sure they feel supported. Um, because a woman, no matter how, uh, however um, her birth went, is always going to remember how she was made to feel um, mm -hmm. during that, that very important moment. So it's important to me that we get you to that honeymoon period, that we get the birth that you desire, that we make sure you feel supported and you feel seen and heard and all those lovely things that, you know, um, fulfills us from the inside out. Wow. Yes. I love it. I love the name. It makes so much sense now. 
Um, before, we, before we go into the next question that Myra's going to ask, I just want to like um, define like, or, you know, like what is a doula? Because I think we kind of jumped into it. We all assume that we, like everyone is going to know what it is, but we want to make sure we inform our, our listeners. What is a doula? So let me be real with y'all. Um, <laughs> even people who think they know what doulas are, they still don't know. <laughs> I know. Or, right? um, I probably don't know. <laughs> It's, it's like, oh, dude, I've heard of that, right? You deliver babies. And I'm like, you know what? You're on the right path. You, you, are, you are in the right field. Um, but in, in I, and I can speak from experience. Even when I went to do my doula training, what I thought my journey as a doula was going to be like was completely different by the time I completed my training, you know? And so um, essentially the, the textbook definition is a support person, someone that supports you through pregnancy, birth, and your postpartum period, which, um, you know, the type of support is physical, as in comfort measures, informational, as in helping you make decisions, emotional, as in listening to you, um, you know, giving you a safe space to express whatever you're feeling, um, regardless of what society says it's okay for you to feel. Um, and so a doula is essentially someone that you add to your birth team to give you that continuous support. So when the nurses leave and when the doctors leave or when the, the midwife leaves the room and you're laboring, you have somebody there to, to help support you through that. And a lot of people are like, oh, but isn't my husband going to do that? Or isn't my partner going to do that? But mm -hmm. I think we have to start looking at the husband and the partner's role as someone who is also experiencing birth, like they are also becoming a father. And it's, you know, of course, they're, they're going to support you through it. But a doula comes in to kind of give him or her a little bit of relief so that he can enjoy the experience as well. Mm -hmm. Ooh, well, thank you so much for explaining to us. Um, we most definitely be thinking we know and we don't. <laughs> so that's good. It's a story of life. <laughs> so Sierra I know some of the questions we're going to ask you are things we already talked about in the live but we want to make sure people have access to it via the podcast so I know we discussed this question but I want to ask it again what are some of the reasons why black women in particular may need a doula so the most obvious reason is because we're dying and a lot of people um will will ask oh well you know why is that? Especially people who are um, not American, who are living in places where pregnancy and, and childbirth is held to a different standard. Um, you know, the reality is that here in America, regardless of what color you are, we don't have, we don't nurture our mothers the way that mothers have been nurtured um, historically in, in certain cultures. Um, our, our version of birth, and, and we're not alone, you know, we're certainly not the only country, but we are, we are most definitely um, one of the only countries that have the maternal mortality rate that we have. Um, and so you have to ask yourself, well, why is this happening? You know, it's happening, one, because, again, we don't prepare for pregnancy and birth the way that we should. It's a little bit taboo to talk about it. It's a little bit taboo to prepare for it because it's, you know, there, there's this, this battle of, oh, well, you know, as a woman, um, I have more to offer than just parenthood. And, you know, 
And that is 100% true. I believe in that. I do have more to offer. You know, whether or not I decide to have children or to be a mother does not, um, you know, define my, my worth or my value. But it's also worth noting that childbirth is how we carry on our population. You know, it's how we, how we continue life. And it is something that is important. It needs to be discussed. It needs to be prepared for. So part of the reason why we find ourselves in the situation is because we've been stripped of our opportunity to understand childbirth, to understand pregnancy, to have a clear understanding of what a natural, normal, healthy pregnancy and, um, and birth looks like. And the other part of it is just that as Black people in this country, we are disregarded. And so you find people begging for proper health care and they're saying, hey, you're not listening to me. I'm telling you that something's not right. And there's this really bizarre, uh, you know, idea that's been put out there and proven that most um, white doctors believe that for some reason, Black people can withstand more pain than everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, it, it, it's so deep. It's, it's, it's so, 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 so deep. It goes all the way back to all the trauma we have from slavery, from, you know, even like the civil rights movement down to you're not good enough to eat in this restaurant, you know? And so those, those ideas are passed down, uh, whether we intend for them to be passed down or not, and those biases exist. And so whether they're doing it on purpose or not, the fact of the matter is we are disregarded and we're not getting the same quality of care. If you look at all of the ways that, um, you know, our lifestyles are disproportionate with high blood pressure and diabetes and all those things is because we're not getting the quality of care. And also because we don't get the quality of care, we don't trust y'all, you know? So mm -hmm. having someone that you can trust, someone who can relate to your experience as a, as a person living in a black body in America, um, you know, having someone that's gonna give you all of the information and not just the information that's beneficial to, you know, the party that's uh, dishing out the information is so important. And the trouble with convincing people that doulas are necessary is that if you don't hire a doula, you know, you don't always know that you've had a, a, a less than positive experience. I won't say negative, but there are plenty of things that have happened. I'll give you a perfect example. You know, most women have no idea they can decide whether or not to have a vaginal exam or a cervical check. Um, it's extremely uncomfortable, one, and it's, it, it, it can kind of be quite disruptive when a nurse or a doctor decides, hey, you know, let's check your cervix. And we are seeing some progress there, but something, something as important as this person is touching my body and, and people believe that they don't have any control over when and how, you mm -hmm. know, someone touches their body. So some, something, you know, something like that is you have no idea. And that could have an effect on, you know, the way you view your birthing experience because of control, because of support, because of feeling like I had some autonomy, you know, over what happened to my body throughout my birth. Hmm. This kind of connects to that question. Um, I was just curious about your thoughts about the deaths of Black women at birth. I mean, I, it's devastating. Mm -hmm. um, there's really, 
there's really not any other way to to put it um it's devastating and it's extremely triggering as well um because most of us regardless of of whether it has been shared with you most of us know somebody who has had a near-death experience at the hands of 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 medical care you know one of the families that i um, nannied for i didn't know this because i never asked you know um but she we had a conversation one day and she was like yeah no i actually almost died and the only reason that i didn't is because you know someone in her family works in the health field and they were on the phone saying they're about to give you what no mm. you know and so it, it's i can't stress it enough and it, and again it's the the struggle is if you don't get a doula you don't know what you're missing you know what i mean unless you have like a tragically negative experience you don't know what you're missing and i can't tell you how many times i've had friends or you know just people uh, open up to me and say honestly i didn't really understand why doulas were important because i mean our moms gave birth without doulas etc 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 um and then for them to come back to me and say i get it now you know mm-hmm. like i i absolutely get it now it makes sense because i had this experience but i just want people to know you don't have to have a negative experience to be like oh let me take this step and hire a doula yeah. you know so the so the, it, 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 you don't have to experience it all, you know, you can just decide, I don't want to have, I don't want to take the risk. So let me make this choice and, you know, bring a new on to my team. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of, of like doulas in general, and like you saying, people kind of trying to figure out if they want one and, you know, the experience, what are some tips you have for helping folks find a doula? To be honest, helping people uh, connect with um, doulas and midwives and things like that can be a bit difficult, Um, Mm -hmm. but we are seeing progress. So there are some apps that are rise that are on the rise. Um, There's um, holistic insurance. Um, It's only available in certain states, I believe, but they are specifically targeting, um, you know, holistic care like acupressure, uh, physical therapy doulas a lot of things that aren't necessarily covered in your um, traditional insurance plan and they're doing a a, they're doing a service to both parties because they're guaranteeing a certain um, market value for the providers that do sign up for their insurance and they're also helping um, other people be able to afford those um, those luxuries and 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 they really shouldn't be luxuries they should be included but we look at them as luxuries because traditional insurance doesn't always cover it um there's her hue which is an app that just recently came out um that's connecting uh black mothers to um black care providers um and there are a couple of other a couple of other um apps and, and services that i've been um made aware of that, that are going to be popping up soon so, you know, there's that, but presently, um, doulamatch.net, I want to say, I know it's not .com, but if you just Google doulamatch, you should be able to find it. A lot of doulas are listed there, um, and Instagram, Facebook, and like mommy groups. So if you're pregnant and you join a mommy group, um, a lot of doulas are in those groups, uh, both to answer questions and provide support, but also to be connected with moms. So if you're in any mommy groups, 
it'd be great to pose the question, hey, I'm in Atlanta and I'm looking for a doula. Do you have recommendations? You'll probably be flooded, you know, with, oh, here's my doula or I'm a doula, you know, how can I help? Um, so I would say those are the, the those options are going to get you the um, most authentic results. Right. Would you say like um, geographically, like that in certain like states or certain areas that is more doulas, especially like black black women uh, or black doulas in general? Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, Atlanta is the black mecca. So mm-hmm. here we have plenty of black doulas. Mm-hmm. If you're living somewhere else, like maybe in a, in a city that's an hour or two hours outside of Atlanta, you're going to have, you know, um, less options. Even when I was working in Kuwait, um, there, there were two black doulas and um, there were maybe five or six other doulas. And so just total, there were eight that I knew of. And that's a lot less than, you know, somewhere like Atlanta. So geography does affect it. Um, but I, w- I would just say, where's that at? Ku- Kuwait? Oh, Kuwait. It's in the Middle East. Um, it's, it's, it borders Saudi Arabia, Iraq, and Iran. So, um, it is, it's a really, really, really small country. <laughs> it's really, really small. But, um, it's, it, it, there's a huge population of Americans because one, we have military bases there. And two, um, there are a lot of American schools there, so they like to have American teachers. So um, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty dope place. I actually really enjoy living there. Um, but if you do find yourself in a situation where you're living kind of far out and you feel like you don't have that many options, again, those mommy groups, and don't be afraid to ask. Hey, here's where I live. I really need this support. What can I do to get you to like? What are my options? How can I get you to where I am? to support me is it possible do you travel how much would that cost do you have payment plans like how can we make this work do not be afraid to ask for what you want obviously doulas deserve to be paid for their you know their work mm-hmm. but I think um I think I'm, I'm being pretty honest when I say if you ask the question like we would be happy to work with you because we want to make sure that you get the service that you deserve yeah that's nice to know. Uh, I heard you talk about midwife earlier. And so uh, can you share the difference between a midwife and a doula and the importance of both? Sure. So a midwife is, um, I try not to say deliver your baby, um, because I believe that you get all of the credit for your birthing experience and for bringing your baby into the world. I don't think anybody else is delivering your baby, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But um, in the traditional sense, a midwife is, you know, taking that holistic approach, but also taking the, um, uh, the approach of I'm responsible for mom and baby. I'm responsible for, for safely getting the baby, you know, um, to earth. And so um, a doula, my goal has, my goal is similar, you know, I'm, I'm going to support you through that. But my goal is less about oh, let me make sure that, you know, we get this baby to earth and more about let me make sure mom feels supported um, while she's doing that. Um, Midwives are often medically trained. Uh, They can administer medicine. Um, You know, they they have a a certain level of training and education that doulas do not have. Of course, we can do self-study and we can read and things like that, but midwives have a completely different role. And it is 100% possible for you to have a midwife and a doula for that reason 
midwives and doulas work very well together. You know, in a hospital setting, um, it can often seem like doulas are working against medical personnel, and that's not what it is at all. We're just here to make sure that you have all the information that you need. Mm-hmm. And that can be perceived as, you know, us working against um, the medical professionals. But that perception isn't as much of an issue when you have a midwife doula situation. So if you get a midwife um, or you're doing a home birth or you birth at a birth center, there are, um, there are, it's almost like alignment. It's like everybody on your team is on the same page, you know? And so doulas and midwives work together um, to, you know, support you, make you feel seen, make you feel heard, those comfort measures, um, and midwives, much like uh, doctors, do sort of step away when they need to. Even if you're having a home birth, they may come check on you and then say, okay, I'll be back in a few hours, but the doula is going to stay with you for the duration. Hmm. Nice. For those interested in becoming a doula, what tips do you have for them? I would say um, really decide what kind of doula you want to be because there are so many trainings out there now, way more trainings than were out there when I did my training, Um, which is great. You have so many more options now, but decide what kind of doula you want to be, decide why you're doing it and who you, who you're doing it for. I think those are like the, the most important questions. And then once you figure that out, then you can look for a full spectrum doula training or a holistic doula training or a doula training that's run by Black women for Black women, you know, because uh, every doula is going to have um, a, a different motivation for doing what it is that they're doing. So figure out your motivation, figure out why you're doing it, and maybe also ask yourself if this is something that you want to eventually do full time, and or if this is something that you want to do in your spare time or part time. Because if it's something you want to do full time, you're going to want to find a program that helps you actually start your business. Some trainings out there, they train you and they kind of like put you out into the world, but don't necessarily help you to understand how to start your business, what decisions to make. Should I be an LLC? Do I need this, that, or the other? So there are some out there who really, really help you um, to, um, you know, um, get your business going. Um, and then, and if you decide that you want to um, do a certain training, that really doesn't have you know that sort of business aspect to it there are all kinds of um little workshops and things that you can do like i did one with um uh, she's known on instagram as as the black doula with uh, sabia she it was the six doula business essentials and it was a great workshop mm-hmm. and i did that this year I always so hear it was like her. it was great i'm sorry say it again i said i always hear great things about her always she, she is fabulous she's a fabulous human being and she just moved to Atlanta. <laughs> um, but yes, so, you know, decide those, answering those questions are going to help you narrow down which training. And then, you know, as always, don't be afraid to ask questions. Whatever, whatever information on their website isn't clear, send an email. Ask whatever follow-up questions you want and tune into how you feel. You know, logic is only a part of what we do. Uh, what we do as doulas is very instinctive. It's, it's, it's very, you know, intuitive. So where, you know, what's doula training is calling you? Which one is saying, oh, okay, that seems like a good fit for me. And then lean into that decision. Trust yourself. Nice. Thank you for that. And yeah, Sabia is dope. I always hear great things about her. I know she was in San Diego for a minute. So that's how I learned about her. 
Um, so the next thing I want to ask is, do you have any takeaways for our listeners? And if so, what are your takeaways? Absolutely. Um, so open your mind, try to relieve yourself of those expectations and try to focus on being present when, when you're present and you're, you're, you're tuning into your intuition and you're tuning into how you feel, you're able to better move through your journey whether you're coming from a standpoint of wanting to be a doula or if you already are a doula or you're a parent who is preparing for 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 childbirth um i would definitely say you know be present it's really really easy to worry about all the little things that you have to get done because realistically it's a lot that you have to do but really focus on how you feel um i always tell parents when they're looking for a doula try to try to allow the interview to be organic you know don't worry too much about like asking all the questions that you want to ask ask one question allow them to respond and then maybe that would trigger a different question you know may, maybe your your your, your lot of questioning will go in, in a different direction if you allow it to if you're open to that and you'll find that when you do things that way you have all the answers that you need um <clears throat> and i know that here in the west we are very, very interested in logistics, but childbirth is not all about logistics. It's, it's a very primal, very instinctual, um, you know, experience. And so we need to lean into that part when we're deciding who we want to be on our birth team, you know, and, and how we want to uh, move through our pregnancy and childbirth and beyond. Um, the only other thing I'll say is, you know, there are so many decisions involved with childbirth and so if you can you know if you have the opportunity start to educate yourself even if you're you're not sure if you want to have a baby having the education will never hurt you know um so looking you know follow a doula page you can follow me if you want to you know i, I put a lot of nice tips and 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 uh, info on my page but um just be educated because realistically it is something that affects all of us childbirth affects all of us whether we are um, a man a woman whether we actually are the you know the the person experiencing the childbirth experience we know someone who is we love someone who is so it, it, it's gonna affect all of us um and parents please 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 think about investing in a childbirth class a lot of hospitals offer them for free a lot of birth centers offer them there's so many different types um, but it's, it's so important that we're educated going into um, this experience. Can you hear me? Wow. Those are a lot of great takeaways. And um, I'm so grateful that you were able to talk about some of these things. I know you and Myra already talked, so I'm a little jealous. Of, <laughs> but I'm so glad that I was able to like listen to you and ask you questions and gain all this information. Yeah, thank you so much, Sierra. Thank you guys for having me. You know I love talking about birth, so anytime. <laughs> Have a good rest of your day. You too. All right, y'all. Hope you enjoyed that. So feel free to check out Sierra. Um, her Instagram again is Moon Honey Doula, and she was talking about Sabia, and I just wanted to shout her out. So she started this program. It's called The Village, and it's to help families in San Diego. And it's like free to no cost. So you can just Google for the village and it should pop up. Um, and then she also has another business where she provides 
uh, training. And I'll just go ahead and tag her on our page to make it easier for y'all to find her. Danique, do you have anything to share? Um, no, I, I'm, I think this episode is, is super needed. I was talking to my mom about it and she was like, well, like she didn't really know what a doula was. And I mean, talk, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it, I knew what it was, but hearing the actual, like more defined definition today is helpful. But she was like, well, what are y'all doing going to be talking about? And I was like, well, black women are dying, mom. And she was, <laughs> and she was like, really like she was shocked and then when I started talking she was like well you right you right like once I started talking about the pain aspect of like just not even just doctors but people like the world just not believe in black women like have pain or that they can get through anything and she was just like that is so like true so I'm so glad that we got this got to have this episode and I can't wait to share it yeah, and the last thing, so I have posted a graphic of a naked pregnant um, black woman on our page, and my friend is the creator of that um, piece, and so if you look at the tag photo, if you go purchase that picture, and she's going to have stickers, so if you purchase that, she's going to be donating the money to um, black mamas, so feel free to check that out, and that is it for this week's episode.